We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln, normally with Robin Eshelman, but Angela Paolini's in for Robin today. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, if you uh, can, you can message us on Facebook or Twitter about business openings, closings, and relocating that you know about. Try to just provide us some approximate address and what you know, and we'll try to check it out. Hey, this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, Remax Concepts, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. Well, coming up on the show, what will the economy do? We get to have Dr. Eric Thompson in again. He has a good idea of what Nebraska's businesses are planning on doing. Yes, and updating your digital presence, that's always important. It's a big deal now. If you know it's past time to update your website, stick around for this segment. Also, tackling the downtown homeless problems. We're going to talk to Todd Ogden from the Downtown uh, Lincoln Association. Angela, in the studio we have Dr. Eric Thompson from the University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Business. He's got his uh, economic forecast uh, that he's going to give to us and and give us all sorts of great predictions. Great insights. (laughs) Well, we have a monthly leading indicator for Nebraska's economy, kind of parallel to the U.S. leading indicator. And it is down slightly for the month of July. So the U.S. leading indicator has been down rather consistently the first part of the year. Uh, Ours has been more mixed in Nebraska. Um, It was up last month, but it's down never so slightly this month. So flat to down. So uh, the indicator is designed to predict economic activity over Mm -hmm. the next six months. So combination of uh, last month and this month suggests our economy will continue to grow here in Nebraska but at a slower pace. It's um, just at a slower pace. It, it wasn't a complete negative. It, w- it was for just for one just month. Just for one and month. So normally if you see negative for month after month for an extended period, then you begin to con- be concerned about an actual decline in the state economy. Right. But we've just seen this month and it was up last month. So, um, But it's converging a little bit more with the national indicator, which makes sense. I was talking to Dave a little bit earlier, and I just wanted to ask you to just say real quick for our listeners to remind them what you look at Mm -hmm. in order to predict that. Well, the biggest thing is we ask Nebraska businesses, what do you plan to do over the next six months in terms of hiring and what do you expect in terms of sales? So Nebraska businesses are still optimistic. Nice. We survey a lot of small businesses, huh? 500 businesses every month. I even got a card one time. That's right. Dave filled his out. You need yes. to send me a survey card. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's coming. It, the, 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 number, the law of numbers will determine when you're <laughs> when, 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 when I you're get it. Sent. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so that, that was a positive. We also look at manufacturing hours work. That's a leading industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually up uh, down slightly this month. Okay. Uh, we look at building permits for single-family homes predicts actual construction. That's been down, but seasonally adjusted, it was up slightly this month okay. in July. Okay. Um, and we look at initial claims for unemployment insurance. Mm. So businesses, that's down again. So businesses are continuing to keep their labor. Um, 
you know, for a lot of businesses, it was so hard to build up their workforce right. yes. that they're the last year or so yeah. they would be anxious about, I think, cutting back even if the economy weakens. Uh, you notice a lot of the businesses that have been announcing layoffs are the businesses that have less trouble hiring. You know, your oh, Googles sure. and your right. your national banks and things like that. Um, it makes a little bit of the, sense. Yeah, the people whose salaries that everybody's chasing after anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also look at air, airline passenger employments, which were uh, improved a little bit this month. Uh, still not back to before the pandemic. but So and that sort of broad group of indicators are kind of mixed, and that's consistent with our flat to slightly down leading indicator. We'll just have to see how the data keeps coming in. Uh, we're kind of, as you know, the national economy is on a knife's edge yeah. right. between yeah. recession and soft landing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm chuckling because, you know, everybody, oh, we want to have a soft landing. And, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to do. Yes. And the, it, when, you're, when you have a soft landing and it happens sometimes when we have conditions yeah. like this, you sure don't feel like it no. until it happens. So mm. it, it's kind of hard to tell where where we're going to end up feels yeah. hard until we, we actually get to it yeah, yeah. what about our exports uh i if i remember correctly do you don't you check out oh yeah excuse our, me the our, value of the u.s dollar uh, yeah. so our currencies with, yeah. with interest rates going up and our economy being stronger than most of the economies in the world the dollar has been rising which yeah. hurts our export businesses like right. agriculture yeah particularly agriculture in our state yeah. and that's one of the reasons for the slight for the negative leading indicator this month. Okay. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, have you been seeing somewhat of a bifurcation between urban and rural? Well, rural is where a lot of our commodities are produced. So uh, there's less bifurcation than there is in some years. So rural Nebraska is relatively positive. Yeah. Uh, uh, urban Nebraska is a little more impacted. We're lucky we're a commodity-producing state in addition to a con commodity-consuming state. As we're doing a little better right now than some of the states in the U.S. for that reason. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, that that looks set, you know, good, decent prices are look set to continue for a little longer for ag commodities. Well, that's good. We want to keep our ag producers uh, in the black if we can. That's right. And but, boy, have they had great increases in their input products. So. Yeah, that's right. So they're they're getting higher prices but they're also facing much higher prices so yeah okay. uh it's a challenging situation for them inflation creates a lot of uncertainty and that that's a good example of that yeah exactly yeah. well thank you dr thompson always a pleasure to have you come into the studio and give us your prognostications absolutely thank you so much you're welcome well we're gonna have to sign off for this segment so we'll be right back it's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln. Today we get to have Angela Paolini in for Robin Eshelman, and I'm Dave Albers. This segment is possible today because of Charter Title and Lincoln Electric Systems. And today, Dave, we have Stacy Cipher with updating your digital digital presence. She's with Cipher Consulting and Coaching. Public speaking is what she does: interview preparation, advertising, logo design, digital marketing, and brand consulting. 
all welcome a, a, a lot a, a lot of different uh, items there welcome, on, on your list. Thank you. So thanks for coming in. Uh, do you have any statistics you'd like to share on how online marketing has changed since the pandemic in particular? Because, I mean, everybody's changing the way they're doing things in the last couple of years. Yes, they have. And it's actually been interesting if you kind of watch the numbers with uh, the pre-pandemic. You know, everybody kind of looked at social media as, eh, I can do it or I can't do it. They didn't rely on it. And then post-pandemic, because everybody was trying to switch, you know, from work, at, you know, from the business to the work at home, um, everybody was trying to figure out how do we get people into our business. Well, in 2020, they saw an uptick in Facebook and Instagram and things like that. So basically, it became critical. Mm-hmm. It became almost as critical as having your name in the phone book back in the day. Yeah. And so uh, basically, like in 2020, it was at 13%. And by the end of June, it was up to like 23.2%. So that's an an extreme rise. Well, percentage wise, that's, you know, almost a double. It is. It is. And it's what's interesting is we're still at 23.4% from that time. So it's and they say it's still rising. Um, because of the fact that businesses are having to learn how to get people into their door without having mm-hmm. a, a store presence. I just noticed Whole Foods put in self-checkout um, spots. Yes. You know, and I think that that part is, has to do with the pandemic, where people don't want to have to be so close to people. They want to be able to do their own thing, touch their own things, and not have other people touching their groceries and Right, mm-hmm. right. And that's the same thing with um, any type of business that, you know, when you went into the store, mm-hmm. people kind of got scared and yeah. it was like, what do we do? And then businesses got scared because people weren't coming into their store and sure. they weren't making as many purchases. And some of them didn't have an online presence. Right. And they had to create that online presence. Right. And um, during that time, they didn't have a marketing budget for social media. Most yes. of it was for advertising the paper, which is still great by all means. Right. And so is right. radio. But when you are looking at people that are at home and they're working at home, that's when we have to do that. It's when the uptick was really happening because Pinterest is at a billion now. Wow. Before they, they were not. They were not that high. Mm. And people don't look at Pinterest yeah. that much as yeah. they're doing the business. When you say at a billion, what does that mean? Well, that means that they have now almost um, a billion people on there doing advertising on Pinterest. Uh, Wow. I didn't even know people advertised on Pinterest. If a company hasn't updated its website in a number of years, what do they, what do they need to think about, you know, as far as a current look and functionality, especially now? You actually want to update your website because of search engine optimization. Um, that's very important. If you haven't updated your website in, in like six months, the search engines think you're dead. Mm. And, you know, and the information that it may have worked six months ago isn't relevant to that person today. So know your, your, your market, basically. I mean, I, the rule of thumb is to update your, your website at least every six months yeah. at the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, I like to do it, you know, probably every three to four months just to make sure that I'm um, keeping everything up. But, you know, people say, oh, I don't have anything to add. You know, I don't I need anything up. Everything's the same. But you can always add something. Maybe you're now on Facebook and you weren't before. Mm. Maybe you're on LinkedIn and you want more people to come there. So any little thing you do to update your website? Right. I was going to ask, when you say update your website, are you are you saying create a whole new website? Or are you just saying add some additional information to your website? Correct. You want to add some additional information because, you know, there are some companies that are still doing the same things. You know, they're not. there's not anything new for them to put on there. So it's like add a blog if you want to, yeah. you know, add an event, 
you know, maybe you want to have employee recognition. Whatever it is, do something. So any little thing, picture, little thing. phrase, anything will then increase when you say search engine optimization. For those who don't know what that is, that is in order to be able to be found when you look when somebody looks up or Google's, let's say, cleaning services. Service Master, our company jumps up in the first line Correct. or the first page. Correct. Yeah. And there's a lot more into that, too, because of the fact that you have to have the taglines, the meta taglines. Yes. And there's so much more into right, that. Of course. But, but it's just like anything in your life. You know, if you want to have a new look, even if you get new glasses, you've updated yourself. So gotcha. kind of think of uh, as updating your website as adding some type of accessory. Perfect. Hey, if, when these tensions kind of increased with, with China and Russia, do you believe that cybersecurity has become, you know, an increased problem even here in Lincoln? Yes, most yeah. definitely has. Um, in fact, a couple about about a year and a half ago, there was some title companies that were hit that were um, ransomed. You know, they had you know ransom for their information to get back. Oh my um, goodness! There was recently uh, colleges here. Well, one college in uh, Nebraska that was hit with um, cybersecurity. So basically. Right now, any kind of business, large, small, it doesn't matter, you need to have some type of cybersecurity. And cybersecurity for, for a small business could be multi-factor, so that way you have two forms of ID when you, you're logging in, making sure you have your firewalls, because China is very um, kind of one of those things where they know the government's going to pay. They know that they'll get their money. And I don't know if anybody heard on the news, you know, like when the pandemic was happening where we did have that problem where they did go in and get some of the information and they they ransomed you said mm -hmm, ransom. i had no idea that happened yeah they do they they ask for a ransom and that in china knows that that our government will pay, we'll pay them it. wow hey what are some what are some uh fun social media tips you have uh for businesses you know, there's a lot of fun things that businesses could do. It's just where your comfort your comfort is. Mm -hmm. It also is where your your clientele is. But some of the things like I tell my clients is that if you want to do some engagement posts, one of the fun things to do, just to get some of your followers to make sure that they're on there, is put a grammatically and spelling incorrect on a post and ask the people to find out what, what what's wrong with this this uh, post. Okay. And then you've got a lot of people, you know, especially if that are very They're really interested in that and yeah. maybe um, yeah. 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 And so yeah. you're you're getting engagement because that's one of the things you want is because you could have the most beautiful post in the world, but if you don't have engagement, it's not getting out there. Mm. So to create that engagement, do something creative. Maybe mm. like I said, you know, spelling is kind of some people's kryptonite. Yeah. So yeah. put that out there and, and you know like make sure you put in the post that you know that it's that there's things incorrect. But you just want to see what the audience is doing. Nice. Yeah. Um, the other thing is having some feel-good stories that are relatable. Mm. Yeah, that makes hey, sense. Hey, uh, if people want to get a hold of you, what is your website? My website is vibeyourfrequency.com. Vibeyourfrequency.com. I like it. Thank That's you. great. Hey, great information, Stacy. We really appreciate you coming in and telling, uh, talking to us about our digital presence. Yes. Uh, we have to wrap up this segment uh, next for right will, now. We get yeah, to, next, next we're we get to talk to Roger. Yeah, we're looking at wills. It's August is National Make a Will Month. Oh wow! Yeah, we'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln. I'm Dave Albers, and I get to have Angela Paolini in today. 
because Robin is unable to be here. Happy to be here, Dave. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Hey, uh, this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics. Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. So last week, uh, Dave, I think you and Robin discussed updating beneficiaries on all your documents. Correct. All right. This week, we're starting our discussion with wills because August is National Make-A-Will Month, an excellent annual reminder to update or create your will. So Uh, having... Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was going to say... So how important, Roger, is having a will? We've got Roger Frank with us from Frank Financial Concepts going to answer some questions. You know, Dave, uh, having a will is super important. It uh, really could be the difference between a smooth estate process and uh, maybe a probate nightmare uh, for your loved ones. Um, You know, a will, uh, I think, is important because it creates really an outline for the wishes of your family. And so it gives them an idea of uh, where you should uh, uh, distribute the assets and to whom and, and so forth. We had a situation this year uh, when a client had passed away suddenly, and unfortunately that client did not have a will. It really created a lot of problems for the immediate family members, but this particular situation also included the extended family. So as you can imagine, with no will, uh, it created a, quite a few problems. Yeah. So... I would strongly suggest, you know, as Angela had mentioned, uh, this is uh, National uh, Make-A-Will Month in August. There's a lot of great attorneys out there in Lincoln. Reach out to them. uh, Get your will started today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And something a lot of people need to do when they do their wills is also uh, create some powers of attorney. Uh, Why don't you explain that a little bit? Yeah, power of attorneys are really important as well, uh, just just as much as the will is. Uh, it allows uh, somebody that you have chosen to make decisions on your behalf when you're unavailable or unable to, I should say. Um, you know, if you go to a will, uh, attorney and you're getting a will done, uh, mention that you need a health care directive power of attorney or a financial directive power of attorney, and that can be prepared at the same time. For us in our uh, industry, the financial power of attorney is really important because that allows us to know who that individual is that's going to make decisions on your behalf. And we want to make sure that your accounts continue to be managed correctly and we know how to proceed going forward with that individual. Do you have anything to do with the medical power of attorney as well or encourage people to put that in place or handle that? Yeah, medical power of attorney is the health care directive that I mentioned. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, medical power of attorney is, is very important. Excellent. So do you help most of your clients with all of their financial needs and, you know, planning and all the other stuff, that just like what you were talking about? Because there's a lot yeah. of people you kind of need to get together to coordinate these things. Yeah, you know, we've talked about on the road or on the, on the road. <laughs> uh, I am on the road right now. Um, <laughs> I've uh, we've talked a lot on the show before about uh, our office doing financial planning, and we do financial planning with our clients, and we do cl- uh, do it with our non-clients as well. But one of the things that we do, we certainly review their investment holdings, but we also look at their wills, trusts, power attorneys as pa- uh, part of that planning process. Uh, I look at it as we're kind of the quarterback in the room, and we're working with the client's attorney. 
uh, a CPA or tax preparer, the, any bankers that they want to bring in. And we incorporate that all into the plan to make sure the plan works smoothly. And the clients, uh, you know, I guess what we're trying to make sure is, is that all of their concerns are questions answered. And by having somebody be that quarterback in the room, then they can uh, coordinate all of that. So one thing I'll uh, you know point out or put out there for our listeners uh, is if you've been questing your financial future, especially with the market volatility that we've seen this year, give our office a call and we can discuss how a financial plan might benefit you. Well, Roger, why don't you give us kind of a recap of what happened in the markets this week? Yeah, it's been a fairly decent uh, market uh, week. Uh, really hasn't been up or down too much. Uh, as of August 18th, when I looked at the market returns for the year, uh, the Dow is down about 6.5%. Uh, the NASDAQ uh, composite is down about 17%. And the Standard Poor's 500 is down a little over 10%. So we've been talking about that for a while now. And those, even though the markets are down for the year, it's much, much better than what it was even, you know, Four weeks, six weeks ago, uh, so we've seen some uh, some improvement there. Hey, Roger, what do you tell your uh, clients who maybe call you and say, "Oh my goodness, I got my statement and my investment is down by twenty thousand dollars"? You know, what are what are yeah. you telling them, and how are you helping them get through that? Yeah, that's a good question. It's kind of a case by case basis based on uh, the clients. Uh, we know our clients pretty well. So it depends on what that particular question is. But in general, market volatility is fairly short-lived. Uh, we usually see that in a few months or maybe six months or so. So a lot of times you can just weather that market downturn. And if you have cash that's sitting on the sideline, this is a great opportunity to do some buying versus selling your positions. Great. Yeah. Great, great information, Roger. Really appreciate it. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher and Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS, and a member of FINRA and SIPC Investment Advisory Services offered through BFC Planning, Inc., Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. In our next segment... We will be talking to Todd Ogden from Downtown Lincoln Association. We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln. Robin Eshelman is away today, and I have Angela Paolini in the studio with me. This is Dave Albers. I'm glad that Angela was willing to come in today. Thanks for coming in, Angela. Happy to be here. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. And Dave, we have the pleasure of having Todd Ogden, President and CEO of Downtown Lincoln Association, in with us today. Welcome, Todd. Welcome, everybody. Nice to talk with both of you, Dave and Angela. Thanks. Well, hey, uh, we talked. Uh, uh, we we're going to talk about homeless problem, the homeless problem downtown. But first off, we wanted to ask that about this twenty-four dog-friendly businesses and the map you have on your website about this. This is this I thought kind of interesting. Yeah, define dog-friendly. 
Yeah. So it's either uh, dogs are allowed inside or at the sidewalk cafes of a restaurant or a retail shop. So people know uh, that they can definitely feel comfortable bringing their pets into their store. Well, that is, that's awfully nice. Now, you got your start at uh, the Downtown Lincoln Association working on homeless uh, issues. Can you describe that? Yeah, so this was about 17 years ago, and I was actually at the university doing a panhandling awareness campaign and a homeless awareness campaign on the difference between crisis and chronic homelessness. And Polly McMullen was with uh, Downtown Lincoln Association. I remember Polly McMullen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she was my original mentor, and she hired me to implement that campaign. So I literally got my start uh, panhandling with our uh, panhandlers downtown, um, doing research on what issues there are, what they need, what the businesses need, what the community needs. And we came up with a campaign. I didn't need your money. I just needed a change uh, to help work with the coalition and uh, get money to our organizations that help uh, those experiencing homelessness and uh, try to uh, make the lives of the homeless better, help make downtown um uh, as friendly as possible, and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a fun campaign to be on, and uh, it was definitely rewarding, and worked out because uh, 17 years later, I'm still at uh, DLA. <laughs> that is so amazing that you got a chance to basically be a social um, ex- experiment, you know, and go down there and, and do some research. That just sounds like a fun job. I wanted to ask you: um, Is the homelessness issue the same or different um, and or like the ways you're approaching it um, now, you know, is it different or the same from la- from 17 years ago? Overall, th- throughout the last 17 years, there's as far as quantity, there's been ebbs and flows of um, whether it be homelessness, panhandling, loitering, things like that. So it's always just a little bit different. And I think um, where we're approaching it now, I think one of the biggest changes we've had in the last couple of years is our partnership with Centerpoint, and we contract with Centerpoint um, to have a social worker um, work with peer-to-peer support for our downtown homeless population and also any other population where businesses, whether it be loiters or panhandlers, and again, that's something we wanted to make clear. Um, As we worked on that, those are all three very different things. Uh, You could be a panhandler and not homeless. You could be homeless and not panhandle. Um, Then there's loiters. uh, And, yeah, so it kind of goes and flows. Overall, the numbers have been, not been that drastic, especially if you compare uh, downtown Lincoln to Pier Towns. But it is Lincoln, and, you know, if there's one or two individuals that are causing issues um, that make people feel uncomfortable in areas, and again, that's usually the loiterers um, or aggressive panhandling, um, it, 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 uh, it spreads uh, quite a bit with, um, you know, people's expectations. So we want to try to get a hold of that and work as closely as we can um, with our social workers, with the police department, to make sure we're doing the right thing, uh, that everybody's served and downtown, again, is as uh, clean and safe as possible. We have uh, some interesting stories. I'm with Service Master, and so we do some cleaning downtown. So we, one of my managers has a couple homeless people he, he knows very well, Mary mm-hmm. and Bob, you know, <laughs> and he, he sees Bob and Mary every night, you know, and talks yep. with them. Um, you know, I think that we are a more easygoing and, and accepting society maybe now than we were 10 or 20 years ago. Um, do you think that the compassion society has for the homeless and a consensus that people should be able to go where they want to go and live their life the way they want to puts constraints at times on your ability to curb the problem? Yeah, I, I haven't actually noticed a major change in that over the years, um, other than, you know, it, it's usually about hyper-location based. So if there's an issue, it's based on what type of business is there. Say, 
you have some loiters outside of uh, the Children's Museum, for example. So okay. that's definitely going to be a little more, uh, you're going to be hyper aware of what's going on there and want to make clear. Um, but yeah, I think our community has always been really good at trying um, their best to serve the homeless population. And I've noticed uh, that too. Yeah. So working with the Homeless Coalition has been awesome. Working with Centerpoint, working with, you know, Matt Talbot and uh, People City Mission. Um, that's helped a ton. So the, the compassion has always been there. But I think there's more of awareness realizing that uh, most of the issues aren't illegal. So it's not a police issue. It's a social awareness and social work issue. And that's why we partnered with Centerpoint, because the police can't do a lot about it. So they're part of our partnership, too, where um, they want us to be out there with our social workers as much as we can on things that aren't illegal, because uh, a lot of times if there's issues, we need somebody to provide peer-to-peer support, say, hey, you know, maybe it's time to move on somewhere else. Or if they are homeless, hey, here's the services we can help provide. And, and, and they've placed hundreds of people downtown, which has been amazing. So it, it's actually helping the solution instead of just kicking people out, arresting them or anything like that. And, again, most of the issues that the police get calls on aren't necessarily illegal issues. So um, it's something that we want to make sure that we're aware of the differences and what the response should be. That makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're not using all the resources of the police department. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, what – Let's jump to something, uh, you know, more fun. Like, what is the most fun event you have coming ahead, uh, ahead for downtown a, Lincoln? Yeah. That, that's a great question. I'm out there right now. So, oh, boy. Uh, we're setting up uh, rail yard rims out in uh, on Canopy Street in the rail yard, and it's our uh, three-on-three basketball tournament. Where, oh, cool. Um, we've partnered with the YMCA and Shields, and uh, the Strong Kids campaign is the beneficiary of uh, this uh three on three tournaments so all the proceeds go to the strong kids campaign for the ymca and we get about 50 teams out here playing over the next two days and music and games and the tournaments are right outside pinnacle bank arena in the rail yard it's it's such a fun event and um actually it'll be fun once we're done uh, putting up all these hoops right now but after that then it'll be a really fun event <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yeah the, the, the prep work's always the unpleasant part isn't it todd is this exactly. the is this the second year, third year, eighth year, tenth year for this doing this? Is the I believe seventh year. Awesome! Wow! So, yeah. Awesome. So, so been, lucky number seven, that. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No rain, no rain. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you, Todd. We appreciate. It. Hey, well, any other things popping up though in the near future? For downtown uh, we have uh, organization coming back, so we have downtown 101 where we're welcome back all the students um, to downtown over at Tower Square. So we have about uh, 30 downtown vendors that are going to welcome the students back there. So a lot of that stuff uh, rallying around university kids coming back, and football is going to be starting, volleyball is you know around the corner, and all that fun stuff that helps to activate downtown. So nice. it's uh, we love fall in downtown Lincoln. That's fair. Great, great. <laughs> Thanks again. We appreciate it. You, right, uh, thanks, we've been speaking to Todd Ogden from the Downtown Lincoln Association. Had lots of good information for us. Hey, coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about businesses uh, all around town. We'll be right back. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made here. And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln with Angela Paolini and myself, Dave Albers. <laughs> Unfortunately, Robin isn't able to be here today, and we were lucky enough to have Angela uh, come in and substitute for Robin. 
Hey, by the way, Broadcast House is looking for a new space to go, and you can contact me, uh, David Albers, or Robin Eshelman at our businesses. Uh, this building does have some great visibility. Love to ha have somebody come in and, and give us a call. That's awesome. I was just kind of chuckling. You're going to call me. Yes. <laughs> call me. This segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business and the Realtors Association of Lincoln, as well as Sarder Heyman Jewelers. So, Angela, we've got multiple uh, places around town we need to talk about. So let's start up north. Sounds good. Uh in Fallbrook. Why don't you go ahead and, and talk about this a little bit? Fallbrook West announced that over 90 lots are coming online. They'll have new urbanism, so like parking in the rear, amenities within walking distance, standard, which evokes a sense of past, and courtyard lots, so indoor-outdoor prairie architecture. Yeah, yeah that uh, Fallbrook area has really, really taken cool off over, over time. It's, it's a neat area. And it's awfully handy for a lot of people if they want to scoot downtown real quickly. Absolutely. Or yeah. if they need to get on the interstate and go to Omaha or even out west to, yeah. you know, Seward, York, Grand Island, Kearney Hastings, those areas. So, Also wanted to bring up Aqua Systems Water Softeners. Uh, business uh, systems have been around Lincoln for, man, a long, long time. <laughs> Yeah. And they're moving uh, east of the viaduct near 27th and Cornhusker. Where are they moving from? Do I know? can't remember. And that's, yeah. why, that's why I was kind of stumbling a little bit there because I, yeah. I was trying to think in my head uh, where, where they're currently been. located. Yeah. So. Well, now they're going to be east of the viaduct hey, near 27th and, and Cornhusker. Right. And further east yeah. on Cornhusker, right. I saw a building permit that came across. Uh, for a chiropractor's office. No, they're moving is, it into a liquor yeah, store. Yeah. It's being converted to a liquor store. Interesting. Wasn't a Going huge from the health end of the spectrum to the unhealthy end of the spectrum. <laughs> well, now, you know, some, some people would say that there's health associated health? with moderate. Moderation. Moderate. Everything in moderation, Dave. Moderate drinking. So, yeah, we've got to think about it. Think We're going to move west now, Dave, to Midtown. Uh, 6400 O Street, construction of the new Burlington Coat Factory in the old Sears building, correct? Correct. And uh, we had talked about this uh, on LNK Today with uh, Jack Mitchell. Uh, he says, hey, they only call it Burlington, which I do believe that's what they do call. I, I think it's called Burlington. But in the building permit, it was called Burlington Coat Factory. This is a fairly significant building permit. It was two million dollars. Wow! Uh, so that's that's some that's some real money. It's a pretty big business. Yeah, and well, and that's a that's a good sized facility, yeah. obviously, is, uh, yeah. where Sears was. But there's also going to be another tenant in that uh, building, and that is Sierra is the name of it. What is Sierra? And Sierra is an online and brick-and-mortar oh. uh, retailer. They seem to sell a lot of uh, shoes and clothing and, and, like, backpack gear. And kind of outdoor clothing some, kind some of store. Some outdoor clothing yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, one and a half million dollar building permit. Wow! So they're splitting up the basically splitting up that space, right? Okay. In some way, I, I don't know how, how? it's being yeah. split up, but 
that particular property was purchased uh, a few years ago uh, by a group out of uh, Texas. Oh, wow. And so, you know, they're trying well, to make nice things to happen. it'll be nice to have something in there. It's yeah, such a to, big building. Just to get some activity yes, going on agreed. would be nice. Also, not too far from there, man, I, we got a lot of stuff in, in clumps here uh, today at uh, 70th and O Street. People might notice uh, something new at the Frontier Bank location there, doing a little remodel. Wow. It's not a big one. It's it's showed only $15,000, but a, a remodel nonetheless. I feel like they've been remodeling for a while, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, hey, let's so head let's move to... south, yeah. Yeah, let's head uh, south to 56th and Highway 2 area. Super Saver. That area, That yeah. area. Sally Beauty, um, they're demo, demo, demolishing, here we go. Uh, two spaces, and they're doing a shell build-out, and that looks like a $50,000 business permit on that one. Yeah. Uh, they're going to make it bigger or just change it up? Well, I, 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 all I know is what the permit said. Gotcha. So I'd have to, I'd have to look We don't see, know everything. Okay. A, a lot of people go to Sally Beauty. Man, oh, I, yeah. I was, uh, they have I'm good shocked. prices. They have good prices. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that the mm-hmm. motivator? You can get a big bottle of shampoo or conditioner for pretty cheap. Oh, good. Uh, unfortunately, we have kind of a a sad deal because we have a closing, and we did talk about this the other day uh, on LNK at Sutter Place Mall, which is located at 48th and Highway 2. Uniquely U Fashion Boutique is going to close up. That means but a sale. That means a sale. <laughs> and man, they are talking lots of discounts. 50 aren't they? to 70 percent off. That's not bad. Yeah. Might be able to get a shirt for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So in College View, in that uh, kind of similar area, 40th and Pioneers area, yeah. um, Newman Creations is leaving uh, 3845 South 48th, and Autism of Nebraska is bringing in a resta- retail store, which will be repurposing and upcycling of home decor products. I'm very excited to check this one out. Yeah, that'll... You know, it's interesting. We're getting a lot of people who are trying to repurpose and, mm. and uh, upcycle different products. It makes uh, sense. Uh, and home products seem to be one of the more significant products that they're uh, accomplishing. I have trying seen to the same. Yeah. And I think it's neat. Autism of Nebraska is putting that store in. They're going to be, I'm assuming, helping raise money for what they do. Yeah, which is a, obviously a, 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 a good thing. A, a good entity. Uh 4400 Lucille Drive. Uh, most people wouldn't know where this is located. This is basically 75th and uh, Pioneer Boulevard. Uh, and I put in a little note here that this is south of Exchange Bank. So if Behind it? Yep, behind it. Uh, I always have to use north, south, east, and west. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're correct, behind it. Mm-hmm. Skin Experts is going in, and they're doing a little interior remodel uh, job. $60,000. Nice. Yep. Pioneer Woods Drive, um, 41st and Pioneer Woods Drive. Um, and I think that is over by the, there's a venue and Union Bank over in that area. Is that correct? Yeah. Pi- Pioneer Family Eye Care. uh New interior walls for use as an optometrist's office, and that that's a sixty-eight thousand dollar permit. Yeah, and 
uh, in the old Hobby Lobby at 48th and Van Dorn, Spirit Halloween is going in. So <laughs> always, every year. <laughs> they're, they're going somewhere. You always know that they're there. Well, I think we're going to have to sign off for this segment. Well, thanks for having me, Dave. Thanks for being here. Thanks Great for listening, everyone. Yes, we appreciate it. That's all for Grow Lincoln this week. Uh, thanks a lot. And send us your announcements about your businesses opening, closing, and relocating. We'll be back next week. <laughs>